Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Helen, we're here together in our parents' place. <laughs> Monumental. Hi everyone, it's Helen here. And this is Jessie. You're listening to Asian Bitches Down Under. And today we are recording from our parents' home, somewhere in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to do a bonus episode. Uh, because why? Why Because I think we always try to... Two reasons. One, it's always great to talk about the unique dynamics that happen when we come together as a family. Which is quite, I mean, it's not rare. We see each other about once every two, one or two weeks, yeah? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah least, and we're a very yeah. close family. And second reason being we both watched um, Tokyo Girl, which is really what we wanted to talk about today. It's a sensational TV series that came out in 2016. It's um, based in Japan. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the lowdown um, a bit later. But uh, first of all, Helen, what did we just have for lunch? Oh, do we need to talk about that? <laughs> okay. But it's interesting. <laughs> okay. So we, I went to pick up some Korean fried chicken because the boys are craving for fried chicken. And then our mom decided, which is really unusual because our mom, it's like kind of surprised me because I didn't yeah. think mom would want to do the Korean barbecue in her house right. at all because right. she always complained oh, about yeah, the smell. The smell. Which we can actually, it's still lingering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're upstairs in the bedrooms <laughs> and the house is quite large and the kitchen like once you get the barbecue set up mm-hmm. it's like a whole you know when you go helen can you explain to the to our listeners the contraption of the whole korean barbecue setup? well yeah if you if you have gone to the one that the restaurant so you have the table that's got literally like a stove on the yeah, table yeah. but whereas at home you have like a portable gas stove yeah. and then you have like an iron pan over it yeah, yeah. and then you know you heat up the pan with the, of course a gas fire and then you just you know, start cooking it from yeah. from it. Yeah, and you don't need to use oil. Yeah, you don't need to use oil. Yeah, yeah. It's, what, what do they call them? The Teflon. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Before we go on, if you do hear any kids in the background, <laughs> it's our gazillion nephews and nieces downstairs. <laughs> yeah, and probably Helen's daughter. Yeah, my daughter. She's throwing a tantrum. Anyway, so should we get into our discussion today the one we Tokyo Go, yeah, yeah Tokyo so we're Go. going to start off by talking about Tokyo Go, and then towards the end of the short episode it will just be a short one um we're going to talk about Helen and I will share the uh, tv series that we've been binging on ourselves respective <laughs> respectful respectively um so um just a heads up for you all um uh, my two head um shout outs this week is well it's not really something I want to like praise but it's something that I am going to critique as mm-hmm. part of my essay collection it's um, Home Edit, mm-hmm. the organizing um, show from on Netflix. It's like gone berserk throughout the um, world. And also Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. What yeah. are you going to be talking about? Okay, so I'll be talking about uh, Indian matchmaking. <laughs> Which is also something a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Like from my around my social group, I don't think anyone has been watching it. But oh, it's just okay. something that... Um, I've heard one of the podcasters that I follow, they start watching it mm. and I never really want to, like it's not something that I would pick. It wouldn't be something that's my first pick to watch on Netflix because mm. I don't like something that's reality TV, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned Bachelor and Bachelorette last week. I'm just thinking, okay, that's not something that I want to watch, but I kind of start watching it first 
episode, which I'll talk about a bit later mm. and let everyone know my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you think it's worth it. I think it's yeah. worth it. Well, you it. texted there's... me and said I should watch it. Yeah. There's a lot to discuss. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So um, let's dig into the show that we are coming together to talk about. And it's called Tokyo Girl. Girl. So Tokyo Girl is a TV series. It's, there's only one season. It's showing on Prime, Amazon Prime. And it's basically uh, one season, 11 episodes. Beginning of it, we follow this young girl called Aya, A-Y-A. She is a teenager in her final year of high school. And the first scene, we see her sitting in a classroom with a careers advisor. Aya is telling the career advisor about her dreams of moving to Tokyo Mm -hmm. to study in Tokyo University, becoming someone who, quote, she says, I want to be someone who other people envy. Then the story follows her, I think, one of her break that she goes to Tokyo where she dressed up a lot. I guess she was trying her chances to be picked up by a scout, I, a modern that's scout. That's right, that's yeah. right. That's a, I'm trying to find a word. I've got a word in Chinese in my mind. What is it called? Xin Tan. Sounds sexy and seedy. Well, Xin means sexy. like celebrity. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Tan means scouts. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. And she was... Like, I think she had a kind of like a culture, what do you call a culture clash? Or like a, she found out that there's so many girls are like her mm. in Tokyo, in mm. this huge metropolitan city that is exactly like her or not possibly much better than her that could just been picked up, you know, by the scouts. Mm. And she feel like, she, I think at that time that she recognized that there's a competition amongst women. Yeah. To get recognized. To get recognized. Yeah. 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 And um, we sort of follow her very quickly in the next episode. She moves to Tokyo. It's suddenly played by a different actress. An adult. An adult. Yeah. Adult version of Aya and who we will spend the rest of the season with. (laughs) She's very pretty. Mm -hmm. She's very gorgeous. And Helen, you said she's quite famous. Oh, I don't know her her celebrity standard in Japan, but I quite like her um, because the first drama that I've seen of her was called Concerto Megumi, I think. It's one of these music drama ones. She was one of the like the top violinists in that oh, drama. Cool. It, it was a comedy. Yeah, it was right. a comedy. Yeah. Another drama of her, I think we should try to find her, her name. name. Yeah, 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 it's uh-huh. Mitsu something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She plays like a lawyer assistant or a lawyer in one of the very feminist-based um, drama. Uh, who's trying to deal with all this scandal. Oh, yeah, we've got her name here, Asami Mizukawa. Mm. Yeah, so how old is she? She's 37. 37. Yeah, she's really good looking. She's so beautiful. I think she's not like a traditional, like, huge eyes. and She's got a very authentic features, I think. She reminds me of one of my co-workers from years ago who was a musician. Like, Mm -hmm. she's just got this kind of white, a white look about her. Like she doesn't very. She's obviously oh, okay. Asian, but yeah. something about her facial structure that reminds me of a white woman. It's a bit more Western. Maybe, yeah, Western. Like mm. her cheekbones. Yeah. Sort yeah. of slight. Anyway, so in the first episode, the first two episodes, we see Aya, and she is. Um, she got it. Lands a job at a very prestigious sort of PR company. I think it was a fashion related. Fashion, yeah, fashion yeah, related fashion-related, um, yeah. company, and um, she meets these 
like all her co-workers mm-hmm. are young really fucking good looking japanese women I, I just like i actually one of the way one of the things that pulled me in was like i loved looking at these pretty young things uh-huh. like they were so pretty i think it's because you're in the industry as well you have to have the certain appearance yeah. to yeah. be in that industry yeah like you have to be aesthetically um motivated like yeah. all of them had their nails done <laughs> their hair was always pristine they're all very skinny uh-huh. yeah yeah and so we see Aya, she's moved into an apartment, and then within the first two episodes, she meets her first romantic interest. Yeah, and before that, we want to mention that because this drama, it's a particular way in filming this drama is usually that it looks like part of it, you have certain characters facing the camera, talking to mm-hmm. the camera, describing what they do or what they what inspire they by and their thoughts and their thoughts yeah, yeah. it's very flea bag it's not only flea bag it's i don't know it's like taking a documentary yeah. of questioning this woman yeah. of, of what they think of yeah. their job or yeah. their relationship yeah. and their life in tokyo mm. yeah and it's very effective the way it's done yeah it is definitely it's very comical as well yeah it is very comical because you, sometimes that they they talk about what they think mm. this what jess has mentioned but it's something that it's so personal they will not even tell other women mm. yeah for instance one girl who Aya is sort of nemesis with she kind of talks to the camera talks at the camera turns to the camera and kind of makes snide comments about like <laughs> yeah. oh i'm doing this because you know i feel like i'm worthy or whatever you know like mm-hmm. i think it just it's it's a comedy done very cleverly because you see mm. that everyone has their own reasons for mm-hmm. doing something yeah 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 and no one really understands yeah so you mentioned her first relationship in Tokyo mm. happens to be a guy that's from her hometown as well mm. because she picked up her accent. They're mm. both from Akita. I think it's I'm not quite sure where is that. I think it's south of Tokyo. Right. But because there's oh, yeah. regional accents in yeah. Tokyo, so yeah. it's easily for people to pick up when they're all working in Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. forgot to mention, um, the very beginning, Aya grows up in a rural part of like outside of Tokyo, mm-hmm. and her dream is ultimately to go into the big city. The the sort of tenor of the whole show reverberates about, um, like the way it reverberates is around this young woman who has this expectation or a fantasy mm-hmm. of the big city and finding love and romance and a, an accomplished life within the city. And it really reminded me of um, often in Western countries, it, the, the dual city is New York or London or Paris. You know, mm-hmm. all those three cities where women or even men you know like have this inflated sense of if i go there once i go there i will find myself i will find my community and it was the first time where i saw an asian character um even though she wasn't chinese like me or taiwanese it was the first time i saw an asian character espouse that kind of dream Mm -hmm. in an asian context so i think that's why i was like really hooked Mm -hmm. so um she falls into this relationship that's very natural it's very easy Mm -hmm. and after she dates him the 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 way that in which the episodes move is quite quickly like Mm -hmm. one episode will jump a few years into her life yeah so the next episode suddenly she's dating someone else yeah she's dating a much richer man yeah and I, i was a bit confused about that okay so so what how did that happen ellen she continuously to evaluate her life and also her career and she continues to evaluate throughout the whole drama thinking about how she should be moving upwards in the society wise mm. the mm. career wise and also relationship wise because 
that's her goal of going to Tokyo, you mm. know, as being a metropolitan woman. Yeah, a cosmopolitan metropolitan. That's right, yeah. yeah. So when she's reflecting back, she's constantly thinking about, okay, what's my happiness? How mm. am I going to grab my happiness? And she's constantly competing with the woman surrounding her. There was one night that she was questioning herself that, oh, am I happy now with this man here yeah. who's from my hometown? And Is that it? Is that it? Yeah. You know, is this the happiness? And then she suddenly thought that, no, this is, I'm going to get something better, better. Yeah. because I want more. Mm. I think in her turn, what she wants is that she needs that the material satisfaction for her in order to fulfill her happiness, which is not for everyone, of course. Mm. But when she's like in her, I think, mid-20s mm. and she wants to reach that goal and she just suddenly thought that, okay, I can no longer be with this man because... Um, his, this is probably the maximum that he can give me, yeah. you know, living in the small apartment between us two and I eat home-cooked noodles but from yeah. in yeah. and we go out and do some grocery shopping. And, and we go come home and watch TV. Yeah, we come yeah. home and watch TV. So she felt like that's not something that she's really inspired to do. Yeah. As in Tokyo, she could have done, this, done that when, if she's, you know, it would be the same if she's back in her hometown. Mm. So she went on to a... Group dates as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Do you want to talk about yeah. that Japanese uh, the culture? Was, yeah, right? this was great. So I didn't know this. Mm. I did not know this until I saw the show. So in Japan, apparently Helen, you knew about this. Yeah, it happens a lot in yeah. the dramas. Yeah. So um, in Tokyo and maybe a lot of Asian countries, mm-hmm. Japan, um, yeah. what happens is a lot of single girls go out on a, like a Friday night, mm-hmm. and maybe a group of five. Yeah. And they call they call it the group date. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they go to a bar or a restaurant, and five girls meet five. Five guys. Five guys, yeah. yeah. And then they just hit it off and they – it's kind of like speed dating, but mm-hmm. they all kind of loosely um, contingently know each other from work yeah. or, you know, social groups. And then the point is to try and find a husband, right? Yeah, I think the, the ultimate goal is yeah. to try to find a partner, a wife or a husband. Yeah. And usually you'll be arranged either by the woman's side or the guy's mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. And if it's by woman's side, she will try to get out her network and – research and try to grab five say if it's going to be a group of five she will try to find five guys from the same industry yeah and most likely has to be something quite successful like either in lawyers lawyers, finance finance, yeah guys yeah that's right yeah Yeah, bankers yeah yeah like i think one episode um one of the girls was saying oh who are we seeing this this week and then the girl was like oh bank guys yeah yeah something like that yeah something like that so it's I guess for their marriage is something because it's still very prevalent for a lot of Japanese women. You get married and then you stop working. So you mm. rely totally on your husband. Yeah. So you need someone who is financially dependable for you to quit your own job. We see Aya moving, like she decided to break up um, with, with her boyfriend mm-hmm. and gone back to uh, the group dates. Where to, she meets. Where she meets her next um, boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy is um, very good looking, uh-huh. very like straight laced, suited guy. I think he worked in some kind of business that's yeah. got connection with New York. Uh, yeah, that's right, actually. And he's very wealthy, right? Yeah. Very, very, very wealthy. wealthy. He's from a very wealthy family. Um, and um, they fall into a relationship very quickly. Mm-hmm. She basically like starts living with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it, I she can't moved, remember. Yeah, if she moved in. No. I can't remember if they were living together. Yeah. But there was, there was a time at the dinner that he said that 
you know what, I cannot marry you, not because、yeah. of you, because I'm I don't want to get married. Yeah. And she's kind of surprised shocked.、Yeah. and shocked because her ultimate goal was to get married, get married、yeah. because that's what the society has prescribed her to believe. Yeah, the ultimate happiness. Yeah, and, and and one time she has, and then her birthday comes along, and he. So there's this really fancy European-looking restaurant called Harry something. Yeah, it was at one of these like ultra, ultra, yeah, ultra wealthy kind of. It's almost like you'd be like. Like if you if you're if you're from、Willem、Sydney <laughs> yeah if you're from Sydney it's like Aria or、um, Key. Key yeah like yeah. a very probably old, higher than that yeah even yeah. higher than that yeah so um um there's this special restaurant Aya has this idea um which is like circulated among girls that、uh-huh. if you go to this restaurant before you're thirty um like if you get a date there before you're thirty、mm-hmm. your life will be a success <laughs> yeah so she keeps running this quote inside her head and so for her birthday. This new boyfriend, this rich boyfriend, says to her, "Yeah, I'll book you a table for your birthday." Yeah. And then Aya goes the day before to a very, very expensive, um, dress dress shop. Yeah. And she um buys an extremely, extremely expensive gown,、mm-hmm. and because she says, "Well, I'm worth it. Like my boyfriend's gonna take me to a um this massively extraordinary, expensive restaurant, and it's my birthday. I'm gonna shout myself. Yeah. I'm gonna." So she forks、uh-huh. out the money. She dresses up, and then on the evening, what happens, Helen? So the guy didn't turn up, or he, he texts he, he texts her, her yeah, yeah he texts her, her said, saying that oh I've got something come up about New York, so I have to you know give her miss yeah so, sorry sorry that was it, it yeah yeah and he texted her he texted her, and then after that night she、mm. couldn't find him at yeah all. he just goes to he、her. just goes to her yeah yeah, and later um I think one of her. Male colleague from her very first job,、mm-hmm. who's、oh, no, super she, hot. Yeah, um, he was saying that. Oh, um, do you know that your current boyfriend、mm. is, is actually um engaged to someone else? She said, "No, I don't believe it." Of course, you're in denial all the time yeah, yeah. if you're in that situation as a woman, unfortunately. So she start trying to contact him, went to his place, ring his place, but he refuses yeah, to see her. Yeah, he just like doesn't open the door for yeah, her. Yeah, he refuses to see her. Um, so she found out that the reason that he couldn't be with her because he's already been pri, you know, pri, pri arranged marriage, marriage yeah, by his family.、Yep. Because we all know that when you're up in such a top status,、mm. that you are destined. I don't know if that's the word to be married with someone who's the same、Similar. standard yeah, as you,、yeah. family, financially, yeah, wealth, and all that. All that, yeah. That's right. Same pedigree. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think later she found out that because he's from like a certain suburb or something like that. I don't know if it's the same with the social circle in Australia. I presume it is because we see also like people only married to. Like private school that's kids, right? Cranbrook you, guys yeah, only marry、um, skates girls. Yeah, I guess there's a there's a certain what's that called in English?、Mm. I've just lost the word. Pedigree, not pedigree. There's a certain rules and invisible regulation amongst that social group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you is have, there a word for that?、Uh, well, in Chinese, it's called 潜规则 Is that? I've never heard of that. What does、um, it mean? Like what you just said. It's basically it's some. Some kind of rules、yeah. that has been passed down、yeah. from generations in that social group. Yeah, why?、Well, yeah. Because you want to maintain. Yeah, that's、it's, right. And it's also about the, the optics of it. That's right. right. As a、yeah. family, you don't want your son marrying someone from the suburbs. Yeah, who, I think who probably 
who has different values, uh-huh. who, yeah. you know, like say someone from a very wealthy background, like it's just kind of standard that their cutlery will be from Vera Wang, <laughs> that their, um, everything they wear is from Prada, you know, yeah. and then suddenly if you come across someone, like your son starts dating someone who wears Kmart, it might seem some strange freak, you know, occurrence for them that they don't understand that there are different... Yeah, I think it's quite ar- ironic that when West keep pointing at you know some conservative nations about their caste or hierarchy system it's but actually yeah. yeah in in the west it's yeah it's so, quite as terrible yeah, yeah I think. absolutely i see it all the time like um it's almost like like the, the unspoken thing you said like um zach efron who mm-hmm. i'm crazy about <laughs> you know he would only date um, models or someone of a certain pedigree you know mm-hmm. like his latest squeeze is like a model a 25 year old girl from byron bay like how is that interesting? I'm I'm not dissing her, and mm-hmm. I'm not. I guess I'm dissing him. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like you know, sports athletes they only date models. That's right. You know, like yeah. I will yeah. never be considered someone worth like. I would never be a candidate for an actor or like a, a sports person because they look for different things in a partner. I guess mm. right. Yeah, they've got a very narrow box to tick. Yeah, like regarding to their. Um, choose their decisions yeah. about choosing their partners, and who knows? Like, if I was a straight white male at six feet, six foot eight, you know, and mm. I was a basketballer and I was very handsome, I would probably go for models as well. Mm. Like, let's face it, yeah. I would hope not. I would hope that I would go for someone really bookish and interesting, and maybe a writer, you know. Mm. But but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah, that's that's hard to tell. So should we take a break? Yeah, and we'll come back and talk about the second half of Tokyo Girl. Hey, this is Trevor Shand from Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew Podcast. There's a streaming service that has undeniably changed our lives as horror fans. It's called Shudder. It's got an unbeatable selection of everything in the genre, from thrillers to the supernatural, Hollywood favorites, cult classics, and exclusives from the most exciting and adventurous creators in the space that you're not going to find anywhere else. It's uncut, commercial-free. We have discovered so many of what have become our all-time favorites on Shudder. Psycho Goreman, original series like the legendary Greg Nicotero's Creep Show. Sign up at Shudder.com. And we're back. Hey, Helen. Hi. So um, the second half uh, of the series of Tokyo Girl in the first season, we see Aya get involved. She's now 33, 32. Yeah. yeah. And she gets involved in, with a much older man. So mm-hmm. how do they meet? Okay, so she decided to find a different job because she realized that yeah the time that she spent with her second boyfriend has kind of um she had surpassed her own expectation of how she spends money materially and she realized that her current job as a kind of like an administrating work yeah isn't going to cover her daily expenses and and her own of course her own wants and desire of moving upwards in the social status yeah and she really someone who really wants to move up by and also exhibit that move from yeah. like what she wears yeah. so this show is very i found it interesting to watch because i it's so outside of me 
-hmm. Like the most expensive thing I own is like a $200 jacket that I bought in France. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like everything Aya owns is like immaculate Mm -hmm. and designer labeled because she believed that that was what was important to to sort of like show off in society that she was worthy. Yeah, her value is placed on her appearance. Of course, again, because she works in the fashion industry. She needs to be seen and then she needs mm. to be presenting herself, like, I guess, appropriately like to match that industry. Yeah, yeah. So she went out to look for another job and mm. then just before her job, job interview, interview yeah. she happens to be in the Ginza area, which is really like the most, I, I guess it's one of the very top and most expensive suburbs in Tokyo. Is it like Potts Point in Sydney? Yeah, something like or that. Or Wulara. Yeah, Wulara. I would say Wulara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she, for some for some reason, she ran into one of these like really expensive kimono shop, and yep. she was looking around, and the shop owner was uh, old dude, yeah, like, like in his fifties or sixties, yeah, yeah, a late fifties, yeah, and just showing her the gowns yeah, yeah, and the, the fabric, fabric yeah. saying that you know you need to have this to match your eloquence or your yeah, and personality, your skin color. yeah, and your skin color. Yeah. So just something that praising her to kind of like force her, not force her, you know, just encourage her. Encourage her, that's right. To come back her. and buy something. Yeah, so she, she just suddenly realised that her interview time was going to happen yeah. soon, so she ran out of the shop anyway. So she went to that interview and later we know that she got the job. So she's going to move up to another company. She didn't announce it until that she got it in a drama. So and it was so good, good the way she quit. Yeah. <laughs> Because apparently that um, before that she went out to reach for other job opportunities, she asked her supervisor for a raise, yeah, yeah. but her supervisor denied her raise. And that scene was so good. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, oh, by the way, can I have a raise? And then she <laughs> asked that so casually, and then yeah. he was just like, get out of here, or yeah. like, you're joking, or something like yeah. that. It was very dismissive. Yeah, because he's, he's literally telling her that, oh, but the industry rate for your the type of work that you do is like that. You're the, yeah. at the maximum. I can't yeah. give you any more. So that's why she went out to seek for another job. So the job that she picked up is in Gucci. Yeah, so Gucci. it's a whole, totally, yeah. whole different level of upwards. Yeah. It's in, in the PR or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so she quit her first job and she moved to work for this... Uh, woman. For this super... Super... She's Korea-focused yeah, woman. Co- yeah, she's like um, Miranda. Miranda for, yeah, that's from, right. From um, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. I'm not as bad. I not think. as bad. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 She's at least friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we see Aya. Um. See. We see Aya get in touch with like make friends or colleagues work with like another type of woman, a woman who is like of different generation. And it's only like a few months after that she discovers that this woman has actually a a kid, a son. Oh yeah, her boss. Yeah, yeah. her boss who who just never she never mentions her son. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. So I can't she, really remember how she got in touch with the kimono uh, show, shop owner. But basically, he, she becomes his mistress. Yeah, basically, she became her, her mistress. I think she was just kind of lost it during that time and she wanted to fulfill her time with um, her career, just trying to focus on her career. Yeah. But for some reason, I guess it happens to a lot of women out there as well. Um, if you're not with someone, you've been seen as weird. Yeah, so she course. needs to be... She needs to make up that gap with someone and yeah. th- th- this time happens to be you know become someone's lover yeah, yeah. and he, basically they go and hire a hotel to mm. every, every time they want to shack up 
mm-hmm. and he every time they go out to dinner he takes her to a very expensive restaurant and right before they do like he the the man the much older man he picks her up in a limo and then on their way he gives her really really expensive shoes to put on mm-hmm. and it was such an awful scene when he said to her put these on and then she's like what's wrong with my shoes and he said people are gonna look at your shoes yeah people are gonna notice me so yeah. put them on and they were like maybe like three thousand dollar jimmy shoes or something like that well i don't know the value of the shoes but it it just literally shows that he wants to go out even with his mistress yeah. and show off and show off yeah. he needs to be seen by the public that he's got a certain taste of woman yeah who's got the appearance and also the taste of fashion that matches his caliber yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah well put so anyway at one point i don't i don't actually remember what instigated it but um i oh i know there was this very alienating scene where um aya catches up with her ex-workmates her mm-hmm. girlfriends from her first job mm-hmm. and um she goes to at this point aya has um got like a feature article written about her in a magazine mm-hmm. and she's really excited uh, mm-hmm. she finds she feels like she's finally made it as in she's become that woman that people envy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then she goes to this restaurant with her friends and then all of them start talking about their babies <laughs> and because they're now married they're now having gay babies all around yeah. the same time and then she says to them, oh, I've got something really exciting to show you. And then while she's reaching her inside her bag for the magazine to show her friends her feature article, her friends start getting out their phones and comparing their babies and saying, oh, you're so cute. And, like, yeah. compare. and then there was this moment of deep alienation where I saw myself in IR because mm-hmm. like, that's never happened to me because none of my friends um, yeah, have babies. Yeah, it happened to you. But yeah. um, it still resonated with me because I understand that as a woman in your 30s, if you don't have babies, if you're not a mother, there's still mm. a very distinctive um, feeling of otherness that you feel. I guess it just depends on your social group that you hang around with. You know, I've got two different social groups, ones with or like the ones with the kids and mm. the other ones without kids. So mm. I tend to mingle with them like, during different dates. Anyway, I can understand because... Um, my friends with our kids, they will prefer me to not to talk about kids. And I respect that. That's fine because my life is not only centering at my children mm. and I'll prefer to talk about things other than kids. Mm. But whereas I can totally understand parents who get together, 90% of the time <laughs> they would just yeah. talk about their kids. That's depressing. <laughs> Sorry. Depressing. Yeah. yeah. And so um, this makes Aya think, okay, I really need to just get my shit together. Mm-hmm. And so she decides to end it with this old man. Yeah. So she ended the relationship with, as a, you know, like a, as a mistress. And then she starts focusing, like she's really putting efforts to put herself onto oh, a marriage yes. marker. Yes. And eventually it jumped really quickly. Yeah, you even see yeah. the wedding. Yeah. So she, it, she just, just in the next episode you see um Aya at a barbecue with a bunch of people. Who are married. Who are married <laughs> and she's like and then there's the camera points the camera shoots shows a bunch of guys around the uh-huh. barbecue yeah. and then the voiceover, which is Aya, says, One of them is my husband. Can you guess which? Yeah. And then it ends up being this just ordinary <laughs> He's so unattractive, sorry. He's so unattractive. <laughs> He's very tall though. He's tall, yeah. so you got to give. Him- <laughs> Visually, I don't think he's he fits into a very no, standard yeah. of good-looking guy. No way. It's so funny because I recognize him. 
the the actor yeah. played like a villain in other <laughs> dramas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so she is now married to this guy. Yeah. And then she feel like okay, so I've ticked all the boxes. Yep. You know, found a husband. Found a husband, and we've moved into a rather wealthy yeah. suburb. I think. Mm-hmm. Suburbs in this drama play a, a massive, massive yeah. role role yeah. in it because you're right. It shows her of moving different suburbs in different stages of her relationships. Yes, yes. and in comment on the value of the suburb that she's moving it to, yeah, and I love the surroundings that. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the great quotes that she says in the very beginning of the series, the whole series on the pilot episode, I remember she said something like. I love this neighborhood. I want to find a boyfriend who is the embodiment of the suburb. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. And I just, I remember thinking that's how I feel about Newtown. Like my ultimate <laughs> boyfriend would be someone who embodies, a guy who embodies Newtown. You know, yeah. the energy of yep. Newtown, the alternativeness of Newtown. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so she, she's married and she feel like, oh, the guy is doing well, you know, without combined income. There's like, she, they can live a rather... Comfortable, comfortable life. life yeah yeah and this husband um also at, when we meet him at the beginning he says to the camera he quotes he says to the camera i'll let my wife i'll support my I'll wife whatever she wants to do yeah yeah so something sounds a bit like um what's the word what's the term like a woke Work fake feminine, feminist. Yeah, male feminist. Yeah, like one yeah. of those men who espouses the right things, like they say the right things and yet their actions. And they don't really do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, I think down the track of yeah. their marriage, they, she, wanted, she wanted to have kids, but I think there's a, there's a time that she felt like she hesitant, like she kind of stopped and think whether or not that she really want to have children with this man. Yeah. Because she doesn't feel there's a, actual connection with him at all yeah and she starts questioning herself whether or not she's did the right thing yeah. of ticking all the boxes marrying then, a guy yeah. moving to the right suburb still hold down like a almost a perfect career and yeah. there's this really depressing scenes where she would come home from work and he would be lying on the couch <laughs> like falling asleep and there would just be mess or everywhere like he would have clothes lying on the floor and unwashed dishes in the kitchen and like it was just, it was insinuated that she would still continue doing all the housework. Yeah. So it's very relatable to a lot of people, yeah, especially totally. when you're, when you're in a heterosexual relationship, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I think definitely. Yeah. I don't know how how much there because we can't we we spoke about mental load in previous episodes as well. You know, woman tends to take up a lot of job. Not just outside of the house, but you know, when you are when you come back from your job, when from your work, you still have to pick up all the shits that's just yeah. waiting for you to fix it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, she ends up actually going to um, you know the the so what happens is she goes to a woman um who's now started her own floristry, and this woman is actually the. Fiance. fiance you know before we were talking about the very rich guy the f- first one she met um how he had been forced kind of forced into a marriage with a very wealthy woman well this woman is now divorced from mm-hmm. him and then yeah. show aya goes to her for advice for divorce yeah so she ends up getting deciding to split from this guy but during their separation the man um gets someone else pregnant 
<laughs> yeah, a 27-year-old girl. One of his colleagues. Yeah. And so um, I was definitely hurt. And this was probably the most emotional um, episodes for me when Aya is back home by herself. Signing. signing. Yeah, she's about to sign the divorce papers. And then she mm-hmm. says, I run an incredible business. Um, I can do things that a lot of women can't do. Is that not enough? Yeah, so she's questioning herself. Yeah, and her not. value. Because like she mm-hmm. says, word, like the quote that I wrote down was, she says, voiceover, she said, when a young woman is growing up, society tells her that finding a husband will make you mar- will make you happy. And then once the woman finds a husband, society tells her that having children will make her happy. And then her the rest of the quote I don't remember, but it was just so I teared up so much when I heard it because it was just, you know, ideals of female happiness. It's always thrust upon us and those who don't succeed in ticking off those boxes are made to feel unworthy mm-hmm. and it's just so sad because i don't want to live in that kind of world yeah and it's also that it creates very detrimental situations between like women ourselves because um if you have time if you start watching this drama you pick up a lot of competitions. There's just continuously competitions and comparisons of Aya and other like women. Herself, mm. she will continually compare herself and other women, as in saying that, oh, is she? She's got a better partner, or she's got a better job, or yeah. she's got kids now. Yeah, I don't have kids. <laughs> and there was one scene about you know the her friends who are without kids. This is the other group. Oh yeah, with dogs. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be me if I don't have kids. Literally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So everyone has their own thing. Yeah. So her friends with our kids were just showing off their dogs. Yeah, and, and, and Aya didn't. Better. Yeah, and Aya didn't fit in with them either. Yeah, she, she just didn't, didn't be, seem to didn't... fit in any group, which is so like me. Yeah, yeah that was so funny. Yeah, it I was thought. funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so towards the almost at, this is almost towards the end, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So she start evaluating her life again. She went back. Uh, to her hometown. Yeah, this is about the time yeah, that she yeah, went yeah. back to her hometown and visiting yeah. her family. Yeah, and oh, there, there there was a part about her friend trying to set up with her, with a lawyer, as oh, in yeah. asking her if she's considered to get remarried. remarried yeah, and then actually they hit off very well, and she questioned her friends like, "Oh, yeah, this might be the guy that I will consider to get remarried because you know we are very connected, career focused, and perhaps he doesn't want to have kids, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to have kids now anyway." But when she mentioned that to her friend, her friend hesitated and said that, "Oh, it's mainly something like, oh, do you know which suburb that he lives? What is it? I think they mentioned along." But oh, maybe you don't know which suburb he he lives, and she was kind of confused because she she's never. This is one of the issue because in Tokyo, where the people, the woman that she hang around with, are, um, by this I would stage, say, were yeah, very very wealthy. By this stage, you're very yeah. wealthy, and they're from family backgrounds of generations of wealth. Yeah. So you know, for her as someone who's coming from like a rural area, yeah. like she's trying to fit in. But eventually she found out that she cannot fit in because um, when she mentioned that to her friend and probably the words had passed to that guy and the guy kind of come back and tell her that, oh, you know that um, I'm from like 
harbor town or something like that. Mm. I think it's a harbor town. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, okay, so what does that mean? And he goes, I can only marry someone who's from a harbor town as well. Mm. You know, I can't marry someone who's from Akita, which mm. is the town that she's from. Mm. Yeah, so he kind of amplify the the symbols of the whole um, drama they the drama want to express that you know there's a very still a very stigmatized idea around where you're from yeah even so how hard that she's worked yeah. throughout her like 20s and 30s in yeah. her career she's trying to move upwards but people still have that kind of stereotyped mentality of no you cannot get into that because you were not born there yeah you it's heartbreaking have, yeah, yeah yeah it's so heartbreaking and it's such a great series to watch that happen because all of them are Asian, right? <laughs> yes, and yet there's yes, still so much class, different yeah, wealth, of course. you know, all these things that yeah. it's so hard to be able to see from the outside um, because they're all Asian faces. They're all Japanese people. And yeah, because of Japanese production. Yeah, but even within <laughs> a society, there's so much stratification. Yeah, 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 of course. So should we spoil what happened at the end or should we just let our listeners watch um, I think, yeah, maybe we should just like leave leave it for now, and like yeah. maybe really encourage people to watch. It's only eleven episodes. Yeah, and every every episode, every episode is like, like twenty five. Yeah, twenty five minutes. Yeah, it's very short. It's yeah. totally bingeable. You can binge it within two days. It's just incredible. It's such a profound show. I yeah. really like the last episode. Also, I cried mm. when she. I, this is not a spoiler, but she bumps into her very first boyfriend. Oh yeah, I cried so much during yeah. that. Um, <laughs> We're not going to tell you what happened. Yeah, what happened? But, but it's, it's just, kind of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. And this this series, I was just so grateful for stumbling upon. Uh huh. Yeah. Because you never watch Asian yeah, dramas yeah, at all, have you? And yeah, so again to our listeners, it's on Prime, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, let's take a break before we before I launch into my other <laughs> Amazon Prime. Um, Addictions. Hey guys, we're back. <laughs> so I was thinking, I have a headache right now, so <laughs> I can't really like extend. I just wanted to give a couple of. I think I'll talk about home edit next time because yeah, yeah. I just would. It will give me more of a headache yeah. if I go into it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's definitely not a shout-out. It's a criticism of, mm-hmm. like, the kind of, like, ridiculous wave of um, domesticity feminism that is just ugh, makes me sick. Anyway, so I just wanted to give a, a quick shout-out to Jack Ryan. And, um, yeah, when I talk about how much I love it, Helen's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why. Well, because of John Krasinski. That's why mm-hmm. I watch it. Um, so it's two seasons. It's on Amazon Prime. It's um, very, very kind of straight forward espionage sort of, poli- I wouldn't call it a political drama. It's just every scene, there's always something violent or interesting mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. It's not gruesome. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, some fight scenes are gruesome. But um, it's really, I actually like the second season more than the first season. The first season, there's Abby Cornish. She's uh-huh. this really boring, like, love interest. She's so dull. Um, yeah, but um, the second season is great. It's set in Venezuela, mm-hmm. and it 
it's about basically Jack Ryan is this analyst who gets because you know a straight straight white guy can get away with anything. He is propelled to the stardom of um, hero heroism, and we see him solve problems and mm-hmm. take revenge, and it's just very very like sort of fourteen year old boy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's such a good. Like it's well, it's well made. I really like it. It's very compelling. It's quite well written. And John Krasinski, I could watch <laughs> that guy forever. He's so handsome. Maybe that's the reason that you watched it. Yeah, and it's just the way he moves as well. <laughs> so hot. He's Emily Blunt's wife. I mean, <laughs> Emily Blunt's husband. <laughs> yeah, Ben Gill moment. Okay, what about you, Helen? Okay, so I want to kind of rave about India matchmaking because. Um, I haven't really seen any reality TV show. I think this is kind of like a reality TV show um, for most people where you have, you kind of, you, you know about this kind of matchmaking culture in Indian, you know, Indian society, mm. but you never really got in to see it unless that you're, you have a family member or you're very closely associated with that culture. So we follow this Auntie Seema, who is a matchmaker, and she contacts, she's got con- list, uh, she calls her like bio data of her, um, what's it called, appropriate candidates uh-huh. to get married. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she visits them and asks them their ideal partner, um, what they want. And you see, <laughs> you see all these young or not so young people, Indians, or even like American Indians. Uh, listing it out that their requirement as a partner like as a married person I'm like yeah dream on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think because I'm only up to the third episode but I think it's quite interesting the way that you kind of follow the culture and you follow the people who are not in the marriage yet and talking about their ideal partner and their ideal marriage I don't know how how other single people perceive this kind of program but sometimes I, I take it as a very fun thing to do because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I continue to critique about how people's expectations are so high about marriage like I think society have a uh, very puts too much pressure on people to get married particularly for conservative cultures for example India and like I think just la- mentioned last week you know some people just don't get a choice you just have to get married yeah isn't that the yeah. case here in, in these Indian societies? Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, to... Because they believe it's a connection between two families and yeah, you is. just have yeah. to get married regardless. Yeah, yeah. a woman, uh, like downstairs, you know, we just had a conversation with mum about Yemen. Oh, yeah. I think you, I mentioned, said, yeah, you mentioned that. 13-year-old girls were being wedded to 50-year-old men. Yeah, yeah and mum goes, what mom men, I think our mum said that. Not uh, everywhere. She in, says not everywhere, or she said, and also she said that oh, Mary, maybe the guy's got a really good family and he's wealthy enough. As what well. she said that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so if you have time, if you just wanna, it's something for me that I watch without. I don't really have to use my mind to think, so it's something yeah. entertaining for well, me. Well, that's to watch. Jack Ryan for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, before we go, I want to thank our listeners, uh, particularly Sally <laughs> and Harriet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Sally follows our episodes quite yeah. quite closely, and also, and, and I see Sal often. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for dumplings. And, <laughs> 
And Harriet, she's really like we've got this young listener. Listener. Who was just like, so extraordinarily yeah. clever for her age. Yeah. She's a genius, I think. Yeah, thank you so Shout much, Harriet. Harriet. Yeah. And she mentioned on one of her I think one of her messages she said that we should look into um food appropriation. Food appropriation in the sense of the culture, how and why that you know, certain people, for example, white people, they speak that other language other than English, they're being praised more. Mm. Yeah, it happened to me when I was in Taiwan. It's like, yeah, we'll look into that because when my husband, who is white, <laughs> whenever he like says one word in Chinese, he's yeah, go right. shit. Yeah. In Taiwan, oh. he's like, oh my goodness, you can speak Chinese. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? Why is that like so... Why is it needed attention anyway? Yeah. yeah, we'll look into that. I think certainly that's a topic that we would look around. Okay, well, yeah, it's great to chat. I'm glad we did this bonus episode. Everyone, go and watch Tokyo Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, thank you again for to our listeners. So to remember to subscribe on uh, our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Spotify and Google. And remember to give us a review and rating. If you have any questions or discussions that you want to have, uh, just send us send us or leave any comments. Yeah, yeah on Facebook or Instagram. That's right. We're okay. under Asian B. Hey, what? Sorry. What are we under on <laughs> Instagram? Oh, uh, Asian dot bitch dot down dot under. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll show, we'll link that in our show notes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll chat to you next time. Okay. Bye.